everyone. Welcome to Lash Boss Radio. If you are not familiar with the show yet, I am Shelby and I bring on other Lash Bosses onto my podcast to peer a little bit deeper into their lives, more than what we would normally see on social media. I'm really excited about today's guest. And from the title, you are fully aware that today I'll be interviewing Jamie Butler from Lash Base in the UK. And I've never met Jamie in person yet, at least. But um, we have become friends through Instagram, and he's honestly one of the most supportive and humble people that I've come across, especially on that platform. And he's just got really great advice for business owners, and I really can't wait for you guys to hear this one. So without further ado, here is Jamie. Okay, Jamie, so how did you get into the lash industry? Well, it is a very funny one, actually. It's, it's a family business. Lash Base is a family business. It was actually started by my mum. She was, well, she, all she ever wanted to be when she was younger was a mother. So she had three kids and they were all boys. I think maybe she wanted a girl, <laughs> but she got, all, she got all boys and she raised us. Uh, amazingly, I'd say we all went up and down with what we did, but I think all kids do. And after we were all, I guess, technically adults, maybe not in the mind, but at age, we were technically adults. She decided that she actually wanted to go back to work and do some work. And the only thing that she was really interested in was the beauty side of things. Mm -hmm. So what she, what she did was learn pretty much everything involved in beauty. So there was eyebrows, uh, massage, waxing, and lashes. And when she took the lash course, I think back in 2007 or 2008, I think she learned to do lashes. Uh, she realized that that was what her passion was and became a lash artist. And that's basically how Lash Base, well, Lash Base didn't start that way, sorry. I would say Lash Base started in 2009, mm-hmm. but my mum, as a lash artist, started in 2007, 2008. And that's how we ended up getting into the business. I think what happened was, I don't know if you've read on my Instagram page, actually, I did write the whole story out Mm -hmm. in how, in how it started. And basically she started growing back when there was only in England, this is only around about three or four lash brands of, of any note. So she was buying from them. It was high priced. It was, it's all the usual stuff you've heard from a lot of these lash bosses at the moment that they wanted to find stuff that was better than what they were already using. So they went and took it upon themselves to go and find the stuff. Um, and that's what my mum did. She then started up something called Kiss Lashes. Mm-hmm. And Kiss Lashes, uh, well, she didn't know this at the time, but there's a company in the US, which I'm sure you'd be aware of, called Kiss Cosmetics. Mm-hmm. And as she started Kiss Lashes in England, Kiss Cosmetics wanted to bring out Kiss Lashes in England as well. And they were two days before my mum in getting the copyright and the trademarks for the name. Oh my gosh. So she had put all of her money and all of her efforts into building this Kiss Lashes and to get a letter through the door to say, look, you need to give us your website. You need to stop doing what you're doing. We have all the right here. Stop it. Um, and then that is, well, she could have done anything, but she decided, I'll tell you what, you, you take all of that. I'm going to start again. And that's where the name Lash Base came from, because that's what she had to change it to, 
to avoid being sued by. Yeah. That. So you're the marketing guy in this company. And so. Yeah, I am the marketing guy, but it's, it's really interesting at Lashbase because it's a family business. So there's four of us. There's my mum, my dad, uh, me and my brother, and we all like, own the company and we've all got our own divisions that we deal with mm-hmm. and marketing is one of is one of my hats that I have to wear yeah so tell me about your day-to-day when you're the head of marketing over there day-to-day at Lashbase is different nearly every day and I think this probably fits in with most people that do marketing I have my set routine of I come in I speak to because we've got 15 members of staff now so I speak to my my marketing team decide where we're going, what we're doing. Is there anything that needs to be picked up on straight away? I'll then go ahead and do emails. Um, and I spend probably, this is a bit of advice I'd probably give people, is it is actually good to spend an hour or two to just scroll through social media of, of anything Lash related because you'll be surprised at what you learn and how on top of things you can stay if you just scroll through lash related things on social media mm-hmm. so i do make sure i do at least an hour a day of that nice and then and then after that it, it all depends on what we've got if we're going to go do filming with one of our trainers if we've got some artwork to to develop if we've got um any if i've got any blogs to write if we've got any other plans it will then depend that's pretty much the afternoon's worth of stuff that we'll do so you've been head of marketing for 5 years I think so. Yeah, it was, well, hang on, 2012. It was, so what's that now? We're, oh no, so probably around about six years now. Yeah, I think I'm just coming up to my sixth year anniversary, to be fair. So did your mom have to beg you to be a part of this or did you ask her to be a part of it? Well, it was interesting, actually. What happened was she had people wanting to buy her products. Uh, my dad had built a really basic website that, that worked perfectly, I, I might add. It, it wasn't like, it didn't look amazing except from everything worked. It was very quick. So people could buy things, but she had, or Lashbase had no social media presence. They didn't know what a brand was, did, none of that. So it was a case of, we need to get people on board. Let's turn this into a family business, mm-hmm. knowing that I, I knew about social media. Well, Back in 2012, it's different to now, mm-hmm. but they got me on board and said, right, you do whatever it is you need to do um, and help us grow the company. And has that worked out? Like what effect have you had on Lashbase since you started with them? Well, when I joined, we had been, I think we had a turnover of around about 60,000 a year, mm-hmm. which Oh, sorry, 60,000 a month, that is, sorry, 60,000 a month. And that's, not, that, that's brilliant. That's still great considering that is, I think at the time, there was the three people that were there, mm-hmm. so 60,000 a month. Um, and in the short period of time that I've been there, we're now, well, last year was over 5 million. That's amazing. And that's in, that's, yeah, and that's in the year. So it's, it's actually, it's funny um, that we're doing this, this interview now. We've just finished ye- yesterday. We did double what we did in a month in one day. What is absolute? Yeah, we we had a a twenty percent promotion on. Yeah, and and doubled what we did in a month when I started in one day. 
That's amazing. So I know a lot of that growth doesn't happen overnight. What sort of obstacles did you come across when you started working for your mom or for the Lash-based company? Well, one thing I can say that I think all companies will deal with, and this includes all Lash artists, you'll find you have obstacles every single day. Mm -hmm. At some point during, during your day, during a week, during a month, you'll think something's happening that is going to end your career. And it's then how you manage to deal with that to then move on and overcome it. And I think the, so picking specifics is tough because it does happen nearly every day. However, one of the more, we can laugh now, one of the funnier things that happened way back when we started uh, was we had a cleaner that would clean, clean Lash Base's office. And we didn't realize until it was uh, too late that she had been using her time cleaning to actually go through all of our manufacturer's details and sell off our manufacturer's uh, contact information so that they could start their own lash brands from us. So I guess how, how did that even happen though? Like why, why did she have interest in doing that or know that that would be a thing? Was she, did she come to you guys and ask like, Hey, can I clean your offices or, or like, how did y'all find her? Oh, it, 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 she was what we thought a nice, sweet old lady, um, standard, standard cleaner. I think we hired her through, uh, um, an online ad or, or, or something. So it could have, it could have been sinister from the start. Mm-hmm. We, we don't know. And it all started because her daughter liked and had her lashes done and, thought it looked fun and easy so decided that she wanted to start her own one and that's where it first started she took them and gave them to her daughter who who actually did start up their own lash brand and luckily for us it did it she didn't she didn't make it well yeah because I feel like you can steal ideas and know all of the manufacturers or take the same training as someone whatever it is in all different I guess stages of anyone's career someone can copy essentially what you're doing but they don't necessarily have everything else that you have to like make it successful so that doesn't surprise me no that's that's the thing to be honest when i see in like facebook forum groups quite a lot when people say oh i'm looking to start my own lash brand can somebody tell me (laughs) some somewhere to to buy some lashes and and as always nobody answers the question Mm -hmm. because um and the belief is that they've searched and searched for years and years and years and they found the the right products. They've spent thousands of pounds and or thousands of dollars to, to get the right products in. They're not just going to give that information away for free, but if they did give that information away for free, that is not going to instantly make that person a successful lash brand. There is so much more to it than just having a certain product. Mm -hmm. So how does your current headquarters compare to what it was like in the beginning? So it started off in um, my parents' house in a second bedroom. My mum was a therapist and she ran and did treatments from a second bedroom. And when she then slowly started getting products in to start selling them on, she ran out of space very quickly. And luckily, because my parents have um, a decent-sized garden, they managed to build uh, a little outside unit that they could then have as their first offices. and. Unfortunately for them, again, what happened was 
the the local council or somebody complained to the local council and said, we don't like all of these customers or all of these people coming and going from this house all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, can you do something about it? And then the local council came and gave delivered a letter and said, you have to shut down your operations immediately. And that was, again, nearly the end of Lashbase. Yeah. And what what then happened was they needed to make a decision. And that was, do we just pack it all in? Because this is the second big thing that's happened to Lashbase. Or... Or, or what else is there? And the answer was take out a bigger mortgage on the house and go and buy the first unit, which we still own. We still own today. It's a, uh, about two to 3,000 square feet unit, which is now just filled completely with Lash products. But that was their big move. And that's when we all came, all the, the two, me and my brother came on board, and then obviously more staff. Um, and it massively paid off. We've now moved into probably only about 100 yards away. We've got another two units, so that's now three units. It works out about 12,000 square feet of, of space, completely overflowing with products and staff. Um, and, yeah, we're now, we have just started proceedings on buying our own big plot of land so we can build our own Lash Base headquarters. That's awesome. So was it whenever you guys moved into uh, the space after you guys, on, well, after you guys got shut down, in your house was it whenever you moved to that space that you realized like the potential that you guys had or was it kind of just was it almost a feeling like you guys had to just make it work because y'all had so much on the line I think it's a mix it's a mixture of both it was Lash Base is is at its core a family business everything that we do is to provide for our family our uh, everyone's kids and and to carry that on and the fact that they put so much into it, it adds that, it gives it that added pressure. And the the major thing was lashes when lash base started wasn't a massive deal. And nowadays it may seem a massive deal to lots of people, but the lash industry is so small mm-hmm. and it has so much growth, like potential for growth that just, if you can just get a few things right, you will grow. And we realized that, we weren't doing anything amazing and we could do so much more that we need to go all in on this. And that's what we did. Do you remember the day that, or was there a day that you kind of just stopped and looked around and you thought to yourself like, wow, like we made it or this is actually so much bigger than I thought it was ever going to be. Um, if it all happened so fast and we take every single day, just, each day and each week is a new, right, where are we going to go from here and where are we going to be at the end of the week? And I think somehow these these nine years have just completely disappeared before you even look back because it, it, it makes me laugh now thinking back to how big I thought we were three, four years ago to the size that we are now. And even just seeing when you refresh your computer screen to see the final reports on yesterday's orders it really hits you that god we're onto something here Mm -hmm. the size and speed in which it's growing it just says we must be doing something right and it's it's fun it's exciting so you guys are i saw on instagram you guys are looking to expand your training program what do you look for within a trainer in your company well, with our trainers, since we announced that we were looking for some more trainers, we've had a load of messages, which is which is brilliant because it 
it, I think it, it shines on lash face really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've said to so many people, what we're looking for, you don't have to be absolutely amazing at lashes. It's we're in, it's a people business. Everyone here, we, we sell to people, lash artists, uh, do treatments on people. So we say as long as you're a nice person, you're honest, you're willing to learn, then that's the kind of people that we want in and around Lash Base. Right. What do you feel makes your brand unique? Aside from the fact that it is a family business, a lot of brands are not. Um, but what else do you think makes it unique? I think that the main reason that Lash Base is the size that we are is we have one major focus and that is customer service. I can't stress enough how important customer service is. Like we many probably know a lot of lash brands all buy their products from the same place. Mm-hmm. So if you're buying, I don't know, a uh, like a mascara wand, I'm not sure what they're called in America, is it a spoolie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so those Everyone sells those, but why would you buy one from somewhere else? Well, what would make you buy one from somewhere else? And we put everything we have into our customer service. We make sure we bend over backwards for people. Um, Quite often, we'll be the ones that are out of pocket. But what happens with people that get good service, they are more likely to go and tell someone and say, God, so-and-so gave me some amazing service. And then that person then comes to you um, and that's where you then make your gain. So that's a huge, huge thing for us. And it's a huge piece of advice I can give to anyone. And that is focus on your customer service. Make everything you do about service um, and the lashes and the clients will then come. Yeah, so I agree with that. Uh, Sometimes I see maybe a question get asked on a forum or something and or even someone just kind of ranting or complaining about like a client running late or canceling last minute or something. And a lot of people are like commenting saying, oh, you know, fire her as a client and all this stuff. And I've never ever looked at something like that um, and just been so, I guess, above um, or placing myself so much more above the client the client's needs, I guess. Yeah. I think, I think the the key to all of it is empathy Yes. and and putting yourself in their shoes. And secondly to that, always choose kindness. There is no point in being angry. There is no point in starting a fight. There is no point in firing them. You don't know what they're going through. Um, And that's, that's something that we always try to do whenever anybody comes to us with any, any, if it's a complaint about products, we don't say, no, you're wrong. This is what's happened. Mm-hmm. It's finding out more about why they think that what's actually happened. And then what you'll find is at the end of the day, if you just be nice to them and understand what's happened with them, then yeah, they won't be late again. They won't, they won't complain. Mm-hmm. But what makes you most proud of your team? I think the the major big one is that we're doing it as a family. Mm-hmm. I think having what people don't realize, especially now that Lash Base is the size that it is, is that we are at the core of family business. So when people are, will buy products from us, when people take our training, 
you're it's, it's helping a family. And I think that we're all the fact that we're all doing it together is absolutely brilliant. When we have family gatherings, when we when we go out for people's birthdays. Oh, apart from the fact that we can't all take holidays together because we all work here mm-hmm. and Ash Base would have to shut down. Uh, apart from that, apart from that, um, I'd say I'm most proud of the fact that we're doing it as a family. Nice. Do you have any mentors or people that you look to for inspiration? Um, well, apart from the obvious, which is my mum and my dad. My my dad's always run his own businesses. Um, he ran a record store. Uh, which he he sold in just before Spotify and stuff came out, so he did well with that. Mm-hmm. And obviously, my my mum who started Lashbase. Uh, obviously, it's not not to what it is now, but originally started it. And having having the passion and drive to actually go and do something yourself, mm-hmm. I think I've got uh, to thank them a lot for that. Um, and outside of my parents, um, this one's probably not everybody's cup of tea, but I think he's he's actually changed my life, and that is Gary V or Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-hmm. I'm sure lots of people know about him. Yeah. Cool. Why do you why do you look to him for inspiration? Well, again, when I when I first came across him, I thought, God, you're a bit you're, you seem like a bit of an arrogant asshole. You're a bit loud. Um, but then the more you watch it, I think his his backstories. He started working for uh, um, his parents' business, his family business, and then he's now gone on to become who he has now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the things that he preaches always, always sit with me perfectly. And it's, it's, the, it's, it's the way I am, I think, the way that I am. Um, and that is never complain. There is no point in complaining. There's always be kind. Yeah. Is that your favorite podcast to listen to? Or do you listen to any other podcasts or read any books that help you business-wise too? Well, I'm going to be a fanboy right now. Um, I am actually addicted to Lash Boss Radio. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I've lis- I have <laughs> listened to every single episode, which I think, and I know if people are listening to this, they already know about Lash Boss Radio, but I, anyone that asks, I do recommend listening to well, listening to Lash Boss Radio for a start because it is people in your industry people that have succeeded or are succeeding and people that just have that drive. And it's everything. It, it, every time I listen, it motivates me to then try and get further ahead mm-hmm. than what I do. So Lash Boss Radio, that's number one. And I'm glad now that the um, episode's coming out quicker yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, decent. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, and that's, that's the thing. I do listen to a lot of Gary V's um, podcasts and stuff, but I, I used to read more books than I do now. And I think that's because with podcasts, they're completely passive. So you can listen to a podcast while you're running on a treadmill, while you're out, out running, while you're cooking dinner. You can listen to a podcast whilst you're doing lashes if your clients decided to have a nap. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's the amazing thing about it. Actually, I, I do want do want to try something and I don't know if it will work, <laughs> but anybody that's anyone that's listening to this now, can you post a picture in your Instagram stories of whatever it is you're doing, as well as listening to Lash Boss Radio? Um, yeah. Obviously, tag Lash, Boss, tag Lash Boss Radio, tag at Lashbase underscore Jamie as well, um, because I just want to show people how how good podcasts can be, um, and the fact that you can literally do them 
when you're doing a number of things. So yeah, if anyone's listening to this now and they're on a treadmill or if they're cooking dinner, take a picture of it, put it on your Instagram story and tag Lash Boss Radio and Lash Base underscore Jamie. <laughs> Thank you. That'll be fun yeah. to see. I hope it, I hope it works. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I hope it works. I'm sure. So I want to know if people in your circle or outside of your circle um, had a hard time understanding what you guys were doing when you guys were starting Lash Base or even now. Well, I think it's always been, if you try, if, if you try to explain to someone what you do and, and my first line that always comes out of my mouth is, I sell lashes, <laughs> then yeah, I get a lot of laughs. I think my friends still like to to make jokes all the time. Um, they've they've seen how well we're doing and they've seen how successful I am at what I do. And every now and again, I'll get like a, a nod of approval, but uh, I probably every single weekend or whenever I see my friends, I definitely get stick all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but family-wise, everyone's so supportive. And I think obviously the lash, in- lash industry itself mm-hmm. is too. So do you have anyone in the lash industry that has helped you in any way, um, whether it be like about learning lashes more? Is there any favorite pages that you like to follow for that reason? Um, yeah, there is. Well, I, uh, funnily enough, I actually, I qualified in lashes back in, I think it was about 2014. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't because I'm, I'm a lash artist, but that was because I wanted to understand what I was marketing, what I was getting myself in for. So I, I am officially qualified myself and I like to think I know quite a lot about lashes, mm-hmm. but what I've made sure I've done. And again, I recommend to everybody is follow as many lash bosses and like amazing lash artists as you possibly can, because you can, if you feel, fill your feed with these types of people, you will just sit there and scroll and feel so motivated rather than filling it with like silly meme pages or anything like that. So yeah, I, I regularly change my lash boss crush <laughs> that I have. And I think it went from people like Kimber Janes, because she's obviously absolutely smashing it, isn't she? She's yeah. really succeeding. There's a few lash bosses that are doing amazingly well here in the UK as well. And then just, I just can't stress enough. Just follow as many people as you can that fill you with motivation. I agree. So what was the best investment that you've ever made as a lash boss? As a lash boss, my best investment, um, spending, spending money on things, um, actual items doesn't, doesn't make you better. Mm -hmm. So I think my main investment, and this has only come, I'd say, in the last couple of years, and that is to invest in having time off. I know that's a bit of a weird one, but there, including myself, there are so many people that work such stupid hours. They, they don't need to work like 15, 16, 17 hours a day yeah. trying to please people because all you're going to do is you, you burn out your, your, your work will be worse. Um, and I think I make sure at least every other weekend, I have a whole weekend of absolutely nothing lash related so that when I come back on the Monday, I am fired up. I am ready to go and looking forward to get back into it. And I think that has been, that has been the key to the sharp growth that we've had. What do you think that other artists should invest in other than downtime? The, the thing, if 
you could invest in anything, again, it's not a material thing. This is something that will absolutely improve your lash game. And that is ongoing education. Mm-hmm. I know I know a few lash artists that qualified back in 2009 using 0.3 lashes in a 22 mil length and a J curl. And they still think that's the way that you should go today. And the lash industry, the lash industry changes almost as quick as social media and marketing changes. And that's uh, the fact is there are, there are things that one year ago were best practice and the best way to do it. And then now it's the wrong way to do it. So I think if you can invest in making sure you're always on top of everything, you'll, you'll have a successful career. So I have an example of this. Um, A few years ago, everyone used to say, you know, shake your bottle for like 15 seconds or or whatever, and then um, dispense it every 20 to 30 minutes. And then it turned into, I don't know if you remember this, but a lot of even brands were saying to shake your adhesive and then dispense like six drops. Um, So you can just use the same drop for the whole service. And then now everyone's saying, you know, shake your bottle for a minute um, which I agree with, and then dispense a drop every, you know, as little as seven minutes or 10 minutes, um, which I also agree with. But um, you guys have a fun little shaker uh, that's becoming really popular. You guys have a pink one, which is so cute. I've only seen well, yeah, we are the, Yeah, we're the only people. Yeah, yeah we're the the um, I don't know if I should say this. The re the reason why ours is the only pink one is because you have to buy a certain amount of them to be able to pick your own color. Mm-hmm. And I think because they are what they are what they were originally designed for is to be used by scientists in laboratories to shake up test tube samples. So it needed to be a very high tech, very strong piece of equipment, um, and then. Um, I'm not going to say that we decided to use it for lash adhesive. Someone else, we spotted someone else that had done that. And we thought, God, what an amazing idea. But these things are quite expensive for something that just technically shakes your adhesive, something that your wrist could do. But the amazing thing about these is that they do, they shake your adhesive in two to three seconds, what it would take you and your wrist a minute of vigorously just shaking your adhesive. So, yeah. oh, and another, and another thing is they shake it from side to side. So you don't get all the adhesive going up into the, the nozzle. Cause I see a lot of people complaining about getting blocked. Yes. Blocked nozzle mm-hmm. on, their, on their adhesives. And again, this is something because it shakes it side to side, you, you get sort of like a limited amount of adhesive that um, splashes up into the, into the nozzle. Yeah, I know um, Jess from J Brand Beauty, she made a video where there was just a bottle with some liquid in it and she, you could see through it and um, she put it on the shaker and then someone else did um, nail polish and like you could really see how much it gets shaken up, which you can't see on a bottle of adhesive, but you know, you can hear it. And so I love those things. Um, but I saw the pink and I'm like, oh my gosh, that is adorable. Um, yeah. So... That was a question I was going to ask is like, what, what are your favorite products within your brand? Well, within our, that one at the moment, the Lash Base Shaker is, is definitely amazing. I, I did see all of those videos. Um, I made my own little video yesterday. I think it was on my personal one. I can't remember, but you can even shake your protein, protein <laughs> shake on Lash Base Shaker. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So that was it. But 
I'm not a person that will try and sell all of our lash based products because there are so many lash artists. Everyone is completely different. It's all personal preference. Mm -hmm. There are so many amazing lash brands. And the fact is what works for one person won't work for another person. So to say, I think that this one is the best, not everyone's going to think that. So my only advice is test and try as many different brands and different products as you can until you find what, what works for you. I agree. What do you think is some of your best selling products, stuff that is really hard to keep in stock? I'm, when I listened to this um, with, I think it might have been Kimber Jane's one your, on, on your episode. Yeah. She said exactly the same product as what we struggle with here. And that is the CC curl 0.07 in, in various lengths. And it is, it, it was nice to hear that other people have, have strug- a struggle with trying to keep certain products in stock. Mm-hmm. I think 0.07 lashes are just flying out. And for us specifically, it's the CC curl. These lashes are made by hand. So there is factories in Korea, China, Vietnam, um, that have hundreds of people sat there just making trays of lashes. And that it takes time, especially if, if they get a millimeter out or if the, fil- the, the PBT filament that they're using is slightly off, the lashes won't be consistent and the lashes won't be very good and they'll have to go in the bin if it's a good manufacturer. If it's a bad manufacturer, they'll just send them out anyway. Um, and because of this, it's almost impossible to keep all your lashes in stock. We go through or each month, we at Lash Base have 20,000 trays of lashes coming in and then they go out again within the month. So trying to keep up with what's popular, what's not popular, because all of a sudden somebody will make a video and say, you must buy this. It then goes viral and lots of people decide that's what they want to buy. And if you haven't planned for people to buy that, then it goes out of stock. And I'm not sure what's happened, but the CC curl 0.07s very popular yeah um i think even the name like a a cc curl just sounds so cute compared to just c or d (laughs) i don't know i think it sounds cute okay so what has been your favorite memory in your career so far at lash base well it's actually a recent uh, memory that we've got so the last month i think it was we were nominated for Best Lash Brand, that's Lash Base, Best Lash Brand, Best Customer Service, which is an absolutely huge one for us. And my personal favorite, Best Use of Social Media. And we went to the awards due uh, towards the end of May and we were up against some, some of the big companies. It was a UK National Beauty Awards and we won all three, all three awards that we won. Yeah. So it's, we don't do things for awards mm-hmm. and we don't try to win awards. I'm I'm aware that being able to now officially say we are award winning is, is good. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think people just throw that around quite a lot so that it, it does lose a bit of its meaning, mm-hmm. but it's, it was the acknowledgement, especially for the customer service one. It was the acknowledgement that everything that we're doing here is, is, doing well and we're doing it right. So it was, we, we took all of the team out, all the team went on a night out, um, to celebrate because it was, it was well-deserved. We try so hard. And the fact that we now this year, 2018, we are 
best the best slash brand in the UK. We have the best customer service in the UK and the best use of social media, which again, personally for me is amazing in the UK. That's awesome. Congrats. Thank you. So let's talk about social media for a second, because you post some really informative videos um, almost every day, I feel like. And I saw one. It was, I think, when I first started following you a few months ago. And maybe it was longer than that. I don't know. But I remember you talking about who your audience was. And you were talking about how if you are trying to get new clients, then stop trying to please other artists. Um, And so can you talk a little bit about that topic? Yeah, of course. I, on, my, on my Instagram, I had to set up my own Instagram page because I had lots of information that I wanted to give out that wasn't necessarily for Lashbase. I feel that as a Lash brand, um, Lashbase and our Instagram, yes, it's fun and yes, it's approachable, but the the feed, like our, our page itself is more of a catalogue of what you can do with our products mm-hmm. and what our products look like. So I started my own one. Um, hopefully to try and dish out some advice that I had learned along the way and stuff that I kept, kept seeing from lash artists. And I was thinking, but you've got this all wrong. So I wanted to hopefully try and help a few people. And yeah, so I think it is nearly every day. I try and think of something that I can talk about that will, that will help someone out. And that was quite a big one. I got quite a lot of response from it. And basically if I, if I go back to the beginning of that, when, Lash artists post the picture on their Instagram. I, I just wondered to myself, who is that picture for? Because you'll see somebody will post a picture of um, their Dumont tweezers that have, have bent at the end because they've dropped them. That is, for a lash artist, that is an absolute nightmare. And, and every lash artist that sees that will feel that lash artist's pain. But one of your clients or a potential client that stumbles across the picture is not going to have a clue what your Dumont is and why that's so important. Um, and they're just going to then move on to something else. So it was just, it was to ask the question, who is your target and who are you aiming this at? And I think if you're a lash artist, you need to keep it simple because no one's as educated as you as the, as the lash artist are there. You've paid a lot of money to be educated and you're interested in the industry. So if you explain all about curls, lengths, what you've done, layers, this, that, the other, the client will look and go, well, I don't get that, or I'm not interested in that. But if you're just showing good, clean, amazing pictures of lashes and and then add uh, an engaging caption or try and, try and open up a conversation, that is then when you're going to be hitting the right target if your target is to gain clients. Awesome. I like that. Um, so who taught you these things? Um, where did you, I guess, hear about or develop these, um, social media skills, I guess. Um, I think it's just because I like Facebook and Instagram. I've got, I'm I'm looking at them right now, actually. I do have a load of phony certificates on my wall from either online, I've got, I'm reading now, it's a foundation diploma in social media marketing and online reputation management. And that mean, that means nothing. I promise you that was just, I paid some money. I did an online course and it taught me nothing. I think it changes all day, every day, and it is my interest. So you can see what works and what doesn't work. And 
because I spend so much time and I've got so much interest in it, and there's, there's, there's Google, you can literally just Google anything and slowly but surely, instead of like stalking your ex-boyfriend's brother's sister, you could go the same way, but through something that you're interested in. And that's what I do with social media. So something that you just shared on social media was about you have a baby on the way. Yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Congrats. It's a little boy, isn't it? Yeah, I'm absolutely buzzed. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. October, October the 13th, I've got a little mini me on the way. That's um, exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Very exciting. So, and then you sh- you shared a little bit, I think recently about how you can um, open a little bit of your personal life up um, to your followers, but within reason. So will you explain what you mean um, with that? Yeah, of course. I think some pe- sometimes people get stuck in the loop of using their personal accounts for only personal and their business accounts for only business. But I think it is so important that on your business account, people know your, they get to understand you a bit more and they know your personality. They know a little bit about you because we're all human. Mm -hmm. And if you like someone, you're more likely to, to go to them for, for whatever it is that that person's offering. Um, and although I, I don't think it can be different for lash trainers, lash artists and lash brands. It's all very different, but I do think there is always time for an element of personal in your business, because at the end of the day, you don't want to look like you're just a faceless robot because no one will have any feeling towards you. Right. Um, which isn't good for business at all. Right. Let's go on to what do you think makes a great artist? A great lash artist. Now, this one's tough because I believe I know a lot of great lash artists and that is only through social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think truly to be a great, so um, sorry, truly to be a great lash artist, it isn't about what your lashes look like because there are lots of people that can, can do a set of lashes that look unbelievable. But I think it's if you actually have the knowledge of why and how that those set of lashes has come around mm-hmm. because with with a lot of lash training, people are, still aren't getting taught about humidity and temperature. Mm-hmm. They're not getting taught what could affect um, lash retention. They don't know that if you get an iPad and it rides up into somebody's eye, that it will cause a chemical burn. They, they don't know anything like that, but they can apply a lash extension to a natural lash. So I think what makes a truly great lash artist is somebody that knows why they're doing what they're doing. Right. So within our industry, are there any concepts that you feel are controversial um, that you want to speak about? Um, yes, there is. <laughs> I don't want to get myself in trouble. The main one that gets me every single day, um, it's, it's kind of a two-parter, is Facebook groups and adhesive. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> what I mean by that is you've got somebody will have bought a big name brands adhesive and for whatever reason, if I don't know, they've, their humidity and temperature was so off that it was setting too quickly and they got a load of brush offs and their, the client's retention was just not very good at all. They then instantly believe that that adhesive is crap. Mm -hmm. So instead of going to the company and saying, I'm having some trouble with this adhesive, could you, look into this and help me understand why this has happened. 
they go to a Facebook group and say, so-and-so's adhesive is crap. Please, somebody let me know about a good one. Yeah. And Facebook groups are brilliant. I spend a lot of time in them. I've, I've actually made loads of friends. There's loads of things you can learn from them. But they're also filled with either ambassadors. They're filled with people like me who actually run Lash Brands. They're, and so if you say, please let me know a good Lash Adhesive, you instantly just get a flurry of uh, brand ambassadors and, and brand owners commenting with, yeah, go with this one. This is the best one, um, which I, which I think is wrong. And I think people need to understand why their adhesive isn't working rather than blaming the adhesive. And I'm not talking about lash base specifically. It's just, I, I see it. You, yeah. you probably see it as well. Every brand. The big, the big brands. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think these big brands might sell 10,000 bottles of that adhesive in, in that week or that month. And then when one person has a problem, they say it's crap and it doesn't work. And I, I just think, it's a bit naive and I think you should consider why it isn't working. And more often than not, probably 99.99% of the time, it's actually user error rather than the product itself. Exactly. And that's, that's the thing. And I, in, in, in Facebook groups, I don't get involved because you get shot down very quickly. Mm-hmm. I think Janelle and I talked about this in her episode too, um, Janelle with Lash Affair, because I used to help them with the booth whenever I was with Lash Affair at uh, the IBS show in Vegas. And I would have to talk about adhesive so much um, because so many people didn't understand like about shaking your adhesive or dispensing a new drop like at all during your service and, and things like that. And so I think it would be actually super stressful running a brand and getting those calls every day about how to use the adhesive. Because um, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, I feel really sorry for our customer service staff. They're they're absolutely brilliant, and nine times out of ten, we have a happy customer at the end of it. Um, but there's always the one person out of ten that you 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 cannot yeah. you cannot help. Whatever you try, you cannot help. And I think you're right. It's just it's education. Mm-hmm. And anyone that I speak to about adhesive, I I try to openly talk about it and and hope that they get it i've been to a couple of training sessions recently and was really happy to see uh the trainers were explaining that the adhesive is very rarely the problem right of course um so what does your morning or evening routine look like or do you have one um i'm not much of a routine person because where my job takes me to different places and and there's always some fire that needs putting out mm-hmm. that i i have one one thing that to be fair i know this is a bit dramatic but i actually think it changed my life when i started this habit and that is that every day well monday to friday i wake up and i go to the gym first thing and i think it it wakes me up it, it, when I finished, I can then come in and start the day awake rather than coming in and being tired. And I think looking after your health is absolutely, was well, hugely important. I agree. Do you have any other passions outside of the lash industry besides that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I do. It's they're not very lash artist friendly, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It's um, apart from apart from the gym. I'm a huge we call it football you call it soccer. So I'm a huge soccer fan, um, which is we got the world cup on at the moment. Mm-hmm. And hopefully by the time this airs, England have won the world cup. <laughs> uh, 
Ah, Unlikely. Um, so how important do you feel um, work-life balance is for lash artists? Yeah, I think it's, it is absolutely paramount to how well you'll, you'll do as a lash artist and how long your career will go on for. I think I touched on it earlier mm-hmm. that if you, if you, all you do is work one, you're going to, it's bad for you. You're going to end up burning out, but two, also everybody around you, you'll either lose them or, or upset them or you won't get to see them as much. So I think everyone that is a lash artist, you have taken the first step to be your own boss. Mm-hmm. So by being your own boss, that means that you get to do whatever it is that you want to do. Yes, lashes are amazing. Yes, you want to make money so that you can provide for your family. But there is a difference between never being there but having money and being able to enjoy that time with friends and family as well as being successful. And I think a lot of people have that mixed up and they need to have a look at where they can save themselves a few hours. Right. I agree with that. Let's shift towards some like marketing questions for those artists that maybe want to gain a new client or two. What do you think is a really good way to build your clientele? Oh, this one's actually, uh, this is a big question because I do get asked this all the time and it absolutely shocks me how many people don't know the very simple ways in which you can fill your diaries and, and have unlimited clients. Um, I'd say two, there's two main ways uh, nowadays anyway. Number one is the old school way and that is creating the experience for for your client. Lots of, lots of lash artists will now focus on getting likes, comments and shares and, and that end result of lashes rather than giving their client the time of day before, during and after their lash appointment. I think if you, if you're a lash artist and you get somebody, you've got, you've got a current client, if you don't text them on their birthday to say happy birthday, just a text, you could get them presents. You get them a flower, some flowers. You could, well, they'll have an appointment. You will then text them one week, two weeks later, how are you getting on? How are the lashes getting on? All of those extra bits will make that person want to go and tell somebody else about you rather than just put lashes on, on their lashes mm-hmm. and then leave them to it. So that's number one. And number two for me, which is obviously it's my job, but it's so important is people are using social media for business the wrong way if you want to gain new clients. And what I mean by that is when you use social media for personal, the way it works is you post a picture um, of you on holiday and you then wait for people to like it and family and friends to comment, oh, that looks amazing, that looks great. That's fine, that's how it works. What people then do is try and take that into how they run their business page. And it works the complete opposite. You don't post a picture of lashes, wait for likes, comments, and people to book in. That's, that's not how it works. What you have to do is actually go to them. And what I mean by that is engagement. It's all about building a community of people around you, of your clients, there's all the different tips and tricks that you can use to, and I use quote marks, beat the algorithm. But what will work better than any is if you've got 100 followers, um, 30 of them are your clients, that's, that's brilliant, you're doing well. But what you should be doing 
is going onto their pages and commenting on their photos. If you're commenting on their photos, it shows that you care. It shows, well, yeah, it shows that you care and they'll then open up a conversation with you. And then what happens is when you post your next picture, they're more likely to then comment on, on, on what you've done because you've already shown interest in what they're doing. Um, so that's, that's one way of gaining more, more clients because what will happen is um, you'll comment on somebody else's picture. Their friend will then see, also see their, their picture and see that um, so-and-so, the lash artist, has, has commented on this. They'll then eventually click on your profile to come come to your page and see who who you are. Yeah, number two for using social media is taking advantage of local tags and hashtags. So you can search if you go onto Instagram and use the search function, you can search places near me, and then when you do that, you could go go through pictures that people have tagged at your local pizza place. And if you then comment or like a few pictures that are uh, someone enjoying their pizza, yeah, you might look weird, but that person will then go, who is commenting on my picture? They'll click onto your page and there you go. They, they know who you are. Mm-hmm. They're in your local area as well. Yeah, of course. And then also going back to commenting on your client's stuff or engaging with your clients, I think that also will show their friends if they didn't already know where they go to get their lashes and it may make them more inclined to make an appointment because they see just briefly that you are probably really good at customer service or probably really care about your relationships with your clients. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was going to say what, what happens if, if you comment on your client's picture, obviously then you've made a better bond with your client because they'll think that obviously you do care, but they'll think they'll know that you care. Um, that then breeds the loyalty for them to come back to you but also that your client's friends are very likely to be similar to that client. And if that, if your client is friends with you, they're likely to also think, well, if, if she likes that lash artist, then so will I. And that's when, yeah. when you'll get referrals. Of course. So what is the best way to quote unquote beat your competition? This question is another one that always comes up mm-hmm. and as it is for lash base and, and lash brands all over the world. The industry is absolutely booming and it is continuing to grow. It, it could still grow by 10 times in the next year. There is an abundance of people that still don't know about lashes and will eventually learn about lashes. And so trying to beat your competition is that is the complete wrong way to go about things. I think the, the main person, this is going to sound so cliche, the main person that you need to make sure you beat is yourself. If there is no point in, well, I don't know how to make a comparison, um, Gucci and Under Armour, they are two clothing brands, two completely different brands, but both of them are winning. Gucci doesn't look at Under Armour. Under Armour doesn't look at Gucci. They don't try to compete with each other. And I think if lash artists could stop looking at their local lash artists down the road and more looking at themselves thinking, right, what can I do now to improve my business rather than, oh, she's doing them for $60. I'm going to do them for $55. Yeah. That's the wrong way. not headed in the right direction at all. If you do that. <laughs> yeah. 
So let's talk about followers. What advice do you have for someone who wants to know how to get a bigger following on social media? Um, it's easy, this answer. And that is that you shouldn't be focusing on followers. Mm-hmm. I think, I know, again, that's, it's controversial because if you're a lash trainer or a lash brand, then having lots of followers might indicate that you've either got, you've trained a lot of people or you have a lot of customers. It, it isn't the case. I think lash base of, uh, only, I say only, but they've only got like 14,000 followers but that doesn't even touch the sides on, on the business that we do. So I think as a lash artist specifically, I'll talk about if you want to have 10,000 followers, there, there's no way that you have 10,000 clients. <laughs> so when you then post, I don't know if you put it on your Instagram story to say, look, I've got two for one today. If you've got 10,000 people that aren't your clients or even potential clients, then you're, marketing and your advertising is going to completely get lost and it's going to be wasted. And then you'll be blaming the algorithm for people not seeing what you've done. And that's purely because you're going back to trying to impress other lash artists. Yes, it's good to have lash artists following you and you following them for motivation. But if you want to get more followers just so that people look and go, of course, she's got loads of followers, so she must be good. That isn't how it works. I think you need a you need to just concentrate on engaging with the people that do follow you. And what happens is you end up picking up more followers, but those more followers that you're picking up are the ones that are your potential clients. So if you try and go with uh, growth hacking and, and doing all of these different, different techniques, like um, for example, when you post on a group and say, follow for follow, I'm trying to pick up, trying to pick up my followers that is the wrong way to go because you'll lose all power in when you do a post because it's not going to go to the right people. So I think focusing on getting the right followers rather than more followers has to be key. I think on my person, on my personal page, I think I've only got around about just over a thousand. Yeah. Um, but the ones that are important to me are the 20 people that I have conversations with every single day right. because they're the ones that I can provide value to. Yeah. So they're the ones that I target everything at. Your engagement is really good on your lash base underscore Jamie page. Wait, isn't that your name? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I didn't know if it was the other way around. Um, But yeah, your engagement is always really good. And you didn't have that page for a a long time, did you? No, no. I I decided to start it about two to three months ago because I've lash bases the way that we run things as a family business, we've never wanted to have uh, like the face of the business. So there's never been a want to be that person that stands, stands there and says, look at my business. This is what I've done. It's just always been about the family. It's always been about the products. It's always been about doing the right thing. Um, but because Lash Base grew so big, I couldn't then I know I couldn't swear. I couldn't then post a picture of myself. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything like that because that's not what lash base is. So that's why I decided to start my own one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, I think I'll give a shout out and a credit to, um, Trina Maven yes. because I noticed that she replies as far as I'm, she still does. I think 
to every single comment and, yeah. and message, private message, all, all of that. And I thought, how nice is that? Like the feeling people still tag me now and send me pictures and messages saying, oh my God, Trina replied to me. Mm-hmm. And I think how nice, how nice is that? So I, I made it when I started my page, I said, right, I will respond to every single question, even if it's just an emoji or even if it's just to say thank you and message, because it, it's one of my pet hates, people that don't reply to a message. I think we all know you get a notification on your phone. We've all got phones. We all use it. So if you don't reply, then I think that shows you're being rude. And, and that's not what I'm about. That's not what Lashbase is about. So I made a conscious effort. I'll always reply to everyone, um, obviously, unless unless somehow I miss the comment. Right. Um, so what is coming next for Lashbase? And also, what do you have planned for your own personal brand? Well, with Lashbase, as with everything and with the industry growing the way it is, there is always new stuff to come. So we try our hardest to keep on top of everything. So we've, as you're aware, we're we're trying to get the whole of the UK covered with Lashbase trainers. We've got two that are the south of England um, and we want to work our way up. So by the end of the year, we do want 10 Lashbase trainers. Mm -hmm. Um, I think at the moment we do have, I think it's 200 and and 50 something um training schools that use our products and our kits for their courses but we're i'm talking about actual uh, like license accredited lash based courses they use our manuals they teach our way they 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 do it the way that we would want to do it rather than just people using our products and teaching it their way so we want another eight we want another eight of those We've got um, the huge new Lash Base HQ, which is going to be an ongoing thing for the next few years, I think, because it's, it's, it, these things do take time. So that's still coming. Loads of new products. Uh, I don't even know if, if they'll be out by the time. We've got couch covers coming, new pillows, new range of lashes. Actually, it's quite big. New tweezers. We've got a lot of new products coming out. But I think as a lash brand, you're always on the lookout for the next big thing and the next next good thing so yeah we've got a lot of products coming yeah awesome and with my personal brand i love meeting people so my plan is to continue to network my ass off take advantage of the business's bank account and travel around to all the different conferences and meeting people um and also i have a goal and my goal is to eventually um to be a speaker at a conference which i know is not a massive deal for a lot of people but from where I've come from to where I am now, that is what I've got my sights on. Yeah, I think that's uh, definitely probably in your future very soon. Do you ever come to events in the U.S. or plan on it? Yeah, we, yeah, we plan to. Well, going back to Lashbase, actually, we it was about five or six years ago we planned on opening up a Lashbase in America. Because the thing is, we do sell to quite a lot of people in America. But I think even though shipping's fairly reasonable even though um, the products can make it there safely and securely, people like to buy from somewhere that's local enough, don't they, like in, in the US. So we were going to open up one, but one thing led to another and it, it's kicked off in the UK mm-hmm. that we put that on hold. So having a base for Lash Base in the US is on the cards. Um, but yeah, we were, I think it was about five days ago, we were one click away from booking tickets to Vegas. Oh my gosh. For, which, yeah, yeah. We we decided against it and 
because there's the IBS, isn't there, which is come, which will probably have been and gone by the time this airs. Yeah. Um, and then there's also Cosmoprof mm-hmm. or Cosmoproof, which is uh, in the end of July, which is where the all the manufacturers and stuff will meet. So we were hoping to go there, but that one, <laughs> it's my fault we're not going to this one because that one clashes with my year anniversary, my oh, year wedding yeah. anniversary. Well, that's a good yeah. reason. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yes, we do plan on coming to the U.S., um, good. Uh, obviously depending on how my little boy is when he's born. Yeah, of course. Um, okay. So last question, what are some words that you live by? Um, this is something that I brought to lash base and it is, it, it genuinely is. We say this, we say this saying quite a lot and it is how we try to run the business. Um, and that is if you stand still, you fall behind. Um, and the, the reason I'm like so mad about this saying is because probably from the age of 18 to uh, through to my early 20s, I was I ran life on autopilot. I worked crap jobs. I got paid weekly. So I got paid on a Friday. I'd have no money left by the Tuesday. I didn't have any ambition. I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't I didn't think oh, I better save or I better do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Because of Lash Base and, and how we started growing, it, it then changes you. And I realize now there is no point in going through life on autopilot as long as you start each week and you think, right, what will get me from where I am now to the next step in my overall goal? And we, every, we start every week here at Lash Base to say, right, where do we need to be and what do we need to do to get to that next step? Because if you don't do anything and you just carry on thinking, oh, yeah, everything's fine, I've got we've got a few customers or I've got a few clients, then there's someone down the road that's working harder than you mm-hmm. and get in there. And then before you know it, you'll be behind all of them. Exactly. I agree. All right. So that was episode 17. And I'd love to know what you guys thought of this episode. So make sure to tag Lash Boss Radio and tag Lash Base Jamie in your posts on your Instagram stories or Instagram feeds and let us know how you were listening to the episode today. And if you would like to shop Lash Base products, you can do so at lashbase.co.uk. And Lash Base Jamie has an underscore after Lash Base and he spells his name J-A-M-I-E. I will make sure to link that in the show notes and I will see you guys back in about another week for episode 18. Have a good week.